Before we talk about the shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or any other thing, let's stick close to home. Here's Curtis Sliwa. He was talking with Neil Cavuto last week on what exactly is happening in the city of New York, the increasing gun violence. Curtis ran for mayor. He, of course, is also on WABC radio almost every weekend when it's always about Curtis, basically, or always broadcasting Curtis. And here's Curtis Sliwa telling us about gun violence in the city that he wants protected almost every day as a member of the Guardian Angels, and in fact still does. The Guardian Angels still does exist. And uh, the group uh, does patrol the streets and knows a lot more sometimes than many of the politicians who speak like they have their feet on the street. They spend most of the time uh, partying the night away. You won't say who that is. Might be Eric Adams. It might be Eric Adams. Um, do I blame God for him being mayor now? Because could it be any worse? You, with Bill de Blasio as mayor for eight years, he single-handedly destroyed this city that we love. And yet, in the first four months of Eric Adams' administration, we've had more crime than any four months of the eight years of Bill de Blasio. And my opponent, who is now the mayor, Eric Adams, declared himself to be the law and order mayor. This swagger man never had a plan. Uh, look, I was with you many times before the, uh, the actual uh, vote in November, and I said to everybody, the swagger man has no plan, but they say, oh, former police captain, he's going to know what to do, Curtis, maybe the next time for you. And he never had a plan. And in fact, we just keep getting worse and worse and worse because Eric Adams has not prioritized dealing with crime. And look at the stats today. More people have left New York City than even last year for DeSantis land, Florida. It's actually been an increase in the exodus. And it's not about COVID-19 any longer. It's about crime. And as you can see, Neil, only 8% of the actual office space is occupied every workday in New York City. The workers are not coming back. And it's not because of COVID-19. It's because of the crime and Eric Adams' inability to get control of the situation. The mayor, you know, obviously gets a little annoyed when people get annoyed at him over this, but he is not following up with this. He's not pushing more police on trains. He's not pushing a stronger police presence. I'm not saying he's unaware of it. He has talked about black on black crime. He has talked about the kind of things that you would hope would be an encouraging change in tone in City Hall, but outside of that, the underlying problem itself is not getting better. No, and let's face it, Neil, for the uh, first four months, he's been a bit distracted, as we see, because the only plan the swagger man had was to work his way to uh, Pennsylvania Avenue and the White House. Now everyone realizes, hey, guys, stop thinking about being president. You're not even going to get to first base unless you deal with the number one issue crime, which is not only plaguing New York City, but plaguing most urban areas across America. So 
You sold us a false bit of goods. It's time to dig in and get real. Perfect example. I patrol the subways every day as leader of the Guardian Angels and have been doing it for 43 years. You need to have a transit cop in uniform going up and down the moving trains. There are 6,200 cars. You need to have cameras in these trains. There are no cameras in the trains. And the cameras that are in the platforms, as we found out in the aftermath of the subway shooter 10 weeks ago, Frank James, they don't work. So we got to get back to basics. And the mayor can't be going out at night to nightlife, raising the roof at Club Zero Bond, hanging out with the TikTok girls and trying to keep up with the Kardashians. On that level, he's done very well. On the level of providing public safety, it's hard to say that he's even doing a worse job than de Blasio. I just wonder whether we have to sort of go beyond just technology in, in, in New York City subway systems and even above ground and, and start really monitoring the people who go in and out. And of course, many Democrats are afraid of doing that and targeting people based on their demeanor or their conduct. But we got to do something because some of these bizarre incidents are people who have serious mental issues. Yes, and uh, there is an expert on this subject. I sat down with him this weekend, Rudy Giuliani, the only mayor we've ever had that took the city from being the murder capital of America that had 2,000 murders a year, 5,000 unsolved shootings in eight years into the safest big city of America. He's got a plan. He's done it before. Eric Adams refuses to meet with him. It would behoove the mayor. You don't have to discuss Trump. You don't have to discuss the outcome of the election. Just keep the focus on crime. And Rudy is more than prepared to share with him the plan that worked before and can work again. But Eric Adams, he's obstinate. Uh, he's uh, pretentious. He thinks he knows it all. And quite frankly, when it comes to public safety and protecting the citizens of New York and the tourists that he wants to come back, he's done a miserable job. And the exodus continues. People every day are moving to Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. Nobody's coming back. He, he has billboards in Florida saying, come back, come back to New York. They're He's not wasting our tax dollars on that. Let's get real. Let's get back. serious. Stop and frisk must be done. He refuses right. to do stop and frisk. Most of these crimes are committed by gangbangers and teenage thugs. You do stop and frisk on them, you eliminate half the problem. Yesterday's violence in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the St. Francis Hospital seems to be more of a case of a particularly frustrating situation for police when an individual carries out a dastardly, deadly attack, not at random, not a mass targeted assault on a race or people, but it seems to be more of a case of a particular kind of assault probably inspired by some of what is happening in the news, but a dedicated killer who was out to get someone, specifically a targeted individual. This is a very hard thing for police and law enforcement to go against because a dedicated killer willing to give their own life is exactly what led to the United States entering a 20-year period of war when 9-11 happened. Terrorists uh, do in fact exist in this world and they will use any and all means to be able to attack specific persons whether it be a class of persons a race of persons a group of persons that is terrorism it does exist 
But then there's just plain old-fashioned murderers and killers who have a grudge or hate someone uh, and have a particularly bad attitude when it comes to resolving their problems, usually at the end of a barrel, which, as Mao used to say, is where all power flows from, but unfortunately also where much violence comes from in these United States. identity of, of uh, the suspect. Uh, he is a black male, uh, estimated to be 35 uh, to 40 years old, uh, and we have confirmed he had one long gun, a rifle, and one handgun uh, on the scene at the time. That's what I have, and I will turn it over to... Can you confirm? I'll come back for those questions. Okay, thank you. What was yours? Well, you said five people total dead. Yes, four innocents, one shooter. Thank you. Yes. Dr. Cliff Robertson, I'm the CEO of the uh, St. Francis Health System. And as you can imagine, <clears throat> we ask, we're an organization that believes in the power of prayer, and there is nothing more this community could do for us than to pray for the families and the loved ones and the victims of this senseless act. I can't stand here and not thank the first responders in this city. I mean, look around us, the, the response has been incredible and the, I don't know that I, I've truly understood just how important our first responders can be and are every day. Um, there will obviously be many questions and there will be a very bumpy road I think ahead of us but there are over 10,000 people that are part of the St. Francis Health System that every day commit their lives to taking care of people in need taking care of everyone in need and this senseless horrible incomprehensible act is not going to change that I want to start by echoing Dr. Robertson's comments. This campus is sacred ground for our community. For decades, this campus has been a place where people have come to work, heroes have come to work every day to save the lives of people in our community. Just in the last few years, in the greatest public health crisis that our city has ever had to face, this has been the facility more than any other that has worked to save the lives of people in this city. I have been out here to this campus repeatedly as mayor when our first responders have been attacked and when one of them was murdered. And it was the people who worked at this campus who were there for them. So I know because, of, because I know Tulsa I know there are so many people out there right now that want to know what you can do to support the people at St. Francis Health System in the midst of this tragedy. I don't have one thing for you right now. I would ask for you to think about what the St. Francis Health System and the people that work there mean to our community, what they mean to you and your family and your neighbors, the heroes who protect you, Think about what they mean to you and think about in your own way what you can do to show your support for them 
in the midst of this tragedy. I also want to express our community's profound gratitude for the broad range of first responders who did not hesitate today to respond to this act of violence. The men and women of the Tulsa Police Department did not hesitate. And when you look around today, you see personnel from federal law enforcement, the Tulsa County Sheriff's Office, the Oklahoma Highway Patrol, the Tulsa Fire Department, EMSA, they are all here to provide the support and their own skill set that they can bring to support the people who work on this campus. And all of us in Tulsa have a responsibility to do the same. Thank you. We'll turn it back to Chief Daglish for any questions that you might have. Mayor, while you're up there, if you, could we get your response? I mean, we're now in a club of cities that had to deal with something like this. What is your response? to what happened here. Right now, my thoughts are with the victims in here, many of whose families don't even know about this yet. So if we wanna have a, a policy discussion, that is something to be had in the future, but not tonight, not tonight. Do we know if the victims were employees of the hospital or patients? What we do know, it could be a combination, both of employees and, and visitors. Do we know if he was a patient? We do not. With everything that's happened recently, was he wearing body armor? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, that has not been mentioned. Chief, you said he had two weapons with him, a, a pistol of some sort and a, uh, and a long gun. Do we know which weapon or both weapons? What did he use or do we know that? Uh, it appears uh, both weapons at one point or another were fired. Do we have any reason to believe he was targeting anybody specifically? We don't have that yet. Uh, investigators, uh, the building not long before we came down here was officially secured uh, and uh, homicide and crime scene detectives were just making their way in. So all of the investigation and investigative portions and those types of questions are just, just getting looked into right now. Can you talk about what's on that second floor? Uh, I, I don't have the, I, I, there is an orthopedic uh, center, an orthopedic office there, but I'm unaware of what, if that takes, occupies the whole floor or if there are other offices on the floor. Do we know if that's where this happened in that orthopedic center? At least part, part of the same. Is everybody, you know, cleared out of the closets, the cubbies and Yeah, they've or... gone uh, floor to floor, uh, office to office, and, and has gathered keys uh, from St. Francis and have essentially cleared and we utilize officers from those other agencies as well to help get that job done. There was uh, one witness potential victim that was found late in the process uh, locked in a closet. So uh, worth their efforts to make sure that was uh, very methodically done. How long was this shooter active from the first shot to him inflicting on himself? Uh, there was a three minute response. Uh, so uh, I don't know how long the call took to come in. Uh, but it appears as though uh, the whole thing was a four, four minute or so uh, time span from the time it came in to the time officers made contact, four to five minutes. And all the gunfire occurred in that same area on the second floor, as far as we know? The best we believe right now. Do we know who called? I do not. After 
everything that happened last week. Was active shooter training refreshed on y'all's mind? Uh, and this was just almost second nature for you? Yeah, I, I think that's probably fresh on everyone's minds. Uh, I will say Tulsa revisits that topic regularly. So uh, I was very happy with what we know so far regarding the response of our officers. And as the mayor mentioned, um, the citizens of Tulsa, I think, should be proud. This parking lot was difficult to get to uh, for some of those officers who were here just minutes uh, after it came in. It was difficult uh, due to the amount of cars that had responded from all sides of town. Um, and then uh, federal agencies, I believe every federal agency is represented here. Uh, uh, Light Horse are here. Uh, I've been contacted by surrounding sheriff's offices, Sheriff Regalado, Sheriff uh, Chris Elliott, offering to help cover calls for service while we dealt with the scene. So the response, uh, I cannot overstate how proud I am of the area response to this incident. Do you believe he acted alone? We want, we're gonna have a press conference tomorrow. Yep. We're still unpacking a lot of this. We can ask questions all night. I've, I've got a question for Dr. Robertson. If you want to answer the question, sure you can, or else we can wait till we, tomorrow. We don't. We don't know. Yeah. We we are still trying to confirm his identity, and uh, the intelligence and the investigative side will take off after that. Do we know if there's any? There'll be no more questions to today. We'll have a press conference tomorrow. We'll give you all the information you need. Thank you. Yes. Gun violence is a particular problem in most American cities, particularly in cities where, ironically, there are some of the strongest gun laws. There is not a night that goes by when I don't ask people in the apartment I live in, whether it's my son or other neighbors, is that a gunshot? And usually the answer is, no, maybe it's thunder. No, maybe it's firecrackers. No, maybe it's something else, but most of us knowingly look at each other and realize that it does happen here in New York City, as it does in Chicago, as it does in San Francisco, as it does in many other parts of the country, such as Tulsa, Oklahoma. Unfortunately, that is the reality of living in a country with over 300 million people. Ted Cruz discusses that issue, the senator from Texas. First of all, let's listen to him as he talks about how the issue of violence is an issue that needs to be settled and that there are ways dealing with it. But unfortunately, some in Congress are refusing to act when laws are created. They are unfortunately set aside by those who feel it gives the other party more power. Let's listen. On this issue in particular, the press is so wildly dishonest that I understand why people at home don't understand what to do about it. Most people at home don't know that, that there are laws we could pass that would stop felons and fugitives from illegally buying guns and put them in jail, but the Democrats are blocking them. Most people don't know that. Participated in roundtables with the families of the victims who were murdered in Santa Fe and it included 
families who were in Parkland, families who were in other mass shootings, and we talked about how do you prevent them. And as you talk to security experts, one of the things they said is for schools, many schools are very, very vulnerable, and there are concrete steps we can take to harden schools and make them safer. In particular, here's what the experts have recommended. They've said, you don't want multiple means of entering the school. You don't want lots and lots of open doors. Um, if you look at how the shooter got in in Uvalde, he went into a back door that was unlocked. That's exactly how the shooter went in in Santa Fe, a back door that was unlocked. He was able to get in, and then he was able to get right into a classroom. Same thing in Santa Fe. So twice the same thing happened. What the recommendations were is have a single point of entry for the school, one door that everyone comes through. If you think about it, a secure facility, a courthouse, a federal building, they often have a single point of entry because from a security perspective, that's much safer. At that point of entry, the single most effective security step you could take is to have armed police officers there at that point of entry. Um, that has a greater impact on keeping kids safe than just about anything else you can do on, on school safety. Senator Ted Cruz talks about how the United States is not really the worst in the world. Actually, it's around number 65, 66 in terms of total violence when the population is factored in. Yes, truthfully, there are more singular murders and killings, for example, in the city of Jalisco, right opposite El Paso, Texas, on the border with Mexico, than exists uh, in the capital of any American state. Juarez in Mexico, or Ciudad Juarez, has been long noted to be more violent than Iraq or Afghanistan or other trouble spots in the world like Syria. The nightly level of violence produces dozens dead, not just shot. Like Chicago, where unfortunately that problem exists. Just the other night, a police officer was targeted and gunned down in that city. Let's listen to Ted Cruz as he discusses how the USA is coping with this problem of increased violence across many cities and what can be done about it. Last night when I was at the prayer vigil, there was this British reporter, this this kind of, you know, ran and chased me and stuck his TV camera in my face. And I'm walking out of the door and, and at first he asked me about what we were seeing there and I said look this is this is horrific this is there are 19 sets of parents who are not going to be able to hug their child tonight or or see their child and it is it's the most unspeakable evil we could imagine and he immediately jumped into well don't we need to pass gun control and I didn't want to argue with this guy and I'm disengaging he's a British guy who was an obnoxious leftist and he's like why does this only happen in America it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world it's only America why is American exceptionalism so horrible? The premise of his question is, is factually false. And I actually, Newsweek uh, just published something, which, which I'll point out. Um, I'm quoting from Newsweek. 
um, that, that says since 1988, there have been a total of nine attacks similar to the Robb Elementary School shooting. Nine is nine too many. But once you adjust for population, there are many other countries from Germany to Russia to Finland that have comparable rates of school shootings. And in fact, it goes in and it breaks down uh, according to a Crime Prevention Research Center report from 2020, and this is a quote, the U.S. is well below the world average in terms of the number of mass public shootings, and the global increase over time has been much bigger than for the United States. And it goes on to say that, by our count, the U.S. makes up less than 1.13% of the mass public shooters, 1.77% of the murders, and 2.19% of their attacks. All of these are much less than the United States' 4.6% share of world population. And it goes on to say, again, this is a quote, out of the 101 countries where we have identified mass public shootings occurring, the United States ranks 66th in per capita frequency of these attacks and 56th in the murder rate. And... Senator Ted Cruz talks about how the United States is not really the worst in the world. Actually, it's around number 65, 66 in terms of total violence when the population is factored in. Yes, truthfully, there are more singular murders and killings, for example, in the city of Jalisco, right opposite El Paso, Texas, on the border with Mexico, than exists uh, in the capital of any American state. Juarez in Mexico, Ciudad Juarez, has been long noted to be more violent than Iraq or Afghanistan or other trouble spots in the world like Syria. The nightly level of violence produces dozens dead, not just shot, like Chicago, where unfortunately that problem exists. Just the other night, a police officer was targeted and gunned down in that city. Let's listen to Ted Cruz as he discusses how the USA is coping with this problem of increased violence across many cities and what can be done about it. Well, that's all for me for now on this topic. We'll try and look on a little bit more later on. I'm Mike of New York as I leave you with this message. Funding for school safety should be a no-brainer. There's not a single Democrat who opposes it on, on principle, but every time I've tried to force a vote on it, Schumer has blocked it because his view is if he can't take away law-abiding citizens' guns, he's not willing to do anything. I hope after this that changes. But, you know, part of the problem, Michael, the press are active advocates and partisans. I've never seen one Democrat asked why they vote against and filibuster school safety funding, funds for police officers in schools, funds to put bulletproof doors and bulletproof glass in classrooms and, and locks that, that an assailant can't enter the classroom. If this guy had entered the school 
and the school classrooms had been locked and he couldn't get in, he couldn't have murdered these children. Well, that's all for me for now on this topic. We'll try and look on a little bit more later on. I'm Mike of New York as I leave you with this message.